Oh yeah, now I'm actually taping before, which is banter. Banter, we're just talking like people. I mean, New we've York, been bantering for two hours. Like I know you well enough. We don't have to banter. Like do this. Bullshit. But I, I think it's good for the people at home. Like you're in their car. You know, they like to hear us banter. Like you got a cool accent. You're from New York. Yeah, I don't have a New York accent. I'm from Manhattan, though. You kind of. Oh shit! Okay, all right. You're no, no, but we don't snob. have really. No, no, but we don't. It's what you are. Well, that's that's true. Yeah, right. But we don't we don't have accents in Manhattan. That's for the other boroughs. Oh, that's, for the other boroughs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't have, yeah. The stuff. people that pay the tolls, they got the accents. You know, really, it's it's LA, where I'm from, California and Midwestern, who don't have accents. Everybody else is a slight. Well, you got a little bit. Of one. A couple of words, but that's not an accent. That's due to my GED and my lack of education. You have a fine education. You went to the School of the Arts, didn't you? Yeah, I went to Performing Arts High School. You did? You went to the Fame High School. You went to the actual Fame High School, didn't you? Yeah, and my dance teacher was actually in the movie Fame. That's all? Leroy? Leroy was not my dance teacher. That was a gay black guy that lived in the Upper West Side. Uh, what about Coco? The chick who got naked at the end, and I didn't understand why she was crying. I thought it was such a good thing. Why she was... Oh, the one with was, the, Why is she crying? This is well, awesome. She had those little, like, cute yeah, princess then, titties, right? right? She, why is she crying? I don't crying? know what princess titties look like, but I always say it. But I just imagine they look like hers, like, small and perfect. and Princess titties? That sounds so pedophilish. Right, it does. Yes. But it's but an adult with child titties. I know you don't mean... I know so you it's don't still... Mean it. It's safe. It's safe. It's an adult. It's safe. It's an adult. I don't know. Whatever. Call Let's skip fairy that. fairy tale titties. Let's call yeah. fairy tale titties. Yeah. I'm down. Ladies and gentlemen, dudes and dudettes, this is Don Gray. Welcome to the Comedy Fitness Podcast. Comedy Fitness. I took my two passions, put them together. Comedy and fitness bring you something new, something fresh every week. This week, I'm talking to one of my best pals. Well, he's one of my best pals, but to him, I'm an acquaintance. No, no, no. no. Donnell's one of my best pals. I'll take that. I'll take that because I don't have enough friends. This is everybody. Please give a warm welcome to my band, Jason Andors. What's up, Jason? What's up? I know there should be applause in the background, but I haven't... So we're doing this in my apartment in Manhattan, and I was just telling Donnell, he just showed up to my house straight from the airport with his luggage, and I had to tell him that the other day my friend came over... And he told my doorman something. I rang, he, he rang the buzzer. I said, who is he? He says, he's a friend. I said, okay. I come in and my friend's Quick like, sidebar. The doorman is from a country where they do not look fondly on gay people. I guess so. Yes. Right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, right. Okay. Good setup. Okay. Back to the story. So, my friend comes upstairs. He's like, yeah, that was hard to do. I said, what? He said, it was just telling your doorman. I said, what are you talking about? He said, you didn't hear what your doorman said on the intercom? I said, no, I didn't hear it at all. He said, I, I came in the building, and the doorman said, what's your name? And I said, just tell him that his boyfriend's here. <laughs> so now my doorman thinks I'm fully gay. Yeah. So I come downstairs with my friend just to tell him that I'm not gay. And uh. my friend holds my hand as we walk out. Now Donnell shows up to my house with luggage. Yes, and tight, a fanny pack. Tight fanny jeans pack. and a fanny pack. Yes, and I look sort of gay anyways on a good day. Right, so now not only am I gay, but I'm a gay whore. Mm-hmm. That that dates all races. Yeah, so at least I'm an open-minded yeah, gay yeah. whore. Oh, well, that's even worse to him. He's like, he lays with men of different colors. That's right. what he's thinking. Right. You should die. Until I find out he's gay and he tries to fuck me tomorrow. There's a really good chance he pulls some like weird like Homeland shit on you. Yeah, comedy yeah. fitness, everyone. Comedy fitness, ladies and gentlemen. I am in New York talking to my man Jason Andor. Oh, man. Thanks for doing the podcast, first of all, man. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for showing up. Thanks for letting me just ambush your house. But, uh, you know... We always start off talking a little bit about our early comedy career. Now, when I say early, like when did you become a when did you become a headliner? I don't want to hear about open mics. I want to hear about when it started working. You know, a headliner is you know different years. I was a headliner in different ways. And, mm-hmm. you, know, you know, I I would say I became started getting booked kind of like a headliner mm-hmm. when I started doing BET Comic View when I was on TV a lot. Oh, but that, yeah. but a headliner like, and then you know a lot of time I wouldn't even be like a, like I'd be like. 
on the black comedy circuit, they'll do a show with all headliners. Yeah. Everyone will do 20 minutes. Exactly. They might put the, the one they think's the highest energy at the end. Yeah, they'll do that. Sometimes I'll be at the end on a show. Sometimes another show, they'll think another comic's more high energy. So it really depends. I did that circuit no. for so long. Yeah, I could call myself a headliner, but I wasn't doing like the B comedy clubs all around the road a lot. Yeah, but that is I was a like a ghetto celebrity because I was on the black TV shows. So like I was just like a ghetto, and I enjoyed my ghetto celebrityness. Now let's talk about that. Okay, uh, full disclosure: ghetto celebrity. I know Jason Andrews is pretty dang famous, but so for those of you who don't know, he's white. Uh, and, yeah. he, and he does a lot of urban. Use the word urban. Yeah, urban's a politically urban correct word way of saying. Because, see, I'm, uh, a, I'm black. I'm a Negro, and I've done very few urban rooms, unfortunately, because some of my some of my cousins don't always appreciate my style of comedy. Well, you told me you have some real gangster family, right? Oh God, I got like family murderers. Members. Oh yeah, no people. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, no the people are in jail. Uh, right. Dad, dad did it. Which yeah, I'm impressed by that. Oh yeah, no, I know. It, to be as to be as to be as Carlton as I am, yeah. to be bred from literally people who like did stuff. Yeah, everyone's impressed with the violent guy in their neighborhood, the murderer. Everyone wants to know them more than the nice guys. It's sick. I, I never, it's sick. I can't explain it. I can lie and say it's not true, but we all want to be down with the murderer. I don't get it though, but because we don't it. want to get murdered. Well, you want to be next to the murderer, I guess, because then if you're friends with him, he won't kill me. I guess. Right. Yeah, it's but good I, to be, you know. I, I I saw enough of it where I'm like, oh, this is bad stuff. People like die. I'm gonna Once you see battle. the murder, then you realize murdering's not good. I think it's fun if you're in the suburbs listening to headphones about right, stuff. Right, right. When you see something, I'm like, this is so not fun. I want to live with Josh. I was, you're, since you're from California, I'm from New York. Yeah. I always compare murderers like a murderer, a gang member murderer in L.A. and a gang member murderer in New York. I Different. think it's harder to kill in New York because yeah. there's more cops. Big it's time. more risky. When all that gun LA, charges here, yeah. Gun, so you go to I think years. someone in L.A. that killed seven people is equally as hard as a guy in New York that killed two. No, I'll give you that. I'll give you that only because L.A. I mean, in L.A., you know, you still you're probably part of a gang. Whereas in New York, there's a really good chance you're all by yourself. It's you vigilante yeah, murder. It's Clint Eastwood murdering. Yeah, Charles it's, Bronson. Yeah. And there's, it's, it's a bigger deal out here. I mean, I have a cousin that got busted for selling weed here with a gun on him. That's an automatic two-year bid in Manhattan. I think it's three now for the gun. Yeah, they don't need, they, yeah you just get automatic two. You don't care what you have. Jaywalking, yeah. you got a gun. Two years. Like, they don't even, it's not a question. You're going yeah, to jail. Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, here. Yeah, three years. Care. Three years. So, if you carry a gun around here, yeah. it's crazy. We're in L.A., the cops would be like, not a very large gun. You're allowed to have this one. You need it for personal. But you need protection. a license in L.A. too. You can't you just do need a license. A but there's a, it's not like in New York. You cannot really have one in L.A. It's just easier to get away with a murder there. Most oh, of those yeah. murders are like drive-bys. Oh, it's yeah. not like straight up arguing on the corner, one-on-one. And I say less educated crimes. Yeah. To a man. Yo, pardon. It's, it's, it it's like being in a sketch group or doing stand-up. When you're in a sketch group on stage, it's it's not as scary because you have a team. It's true. So it's, 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 it's kind of like an analogous to the murdering yeah. sketch group. Like a gang is like a sketch group murderers. They're, 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 and the New York murderers are like stand-ups. Okay, I've never heard of that. Now I like that analogy because I mean, you know, traditionally stand-ups and improv people are always against each other anyway. Right. And so it's murderers versus vigilante killers. East Coast West Coast beat. Like sketch that. group stand-up. Tupac beat. versus Biggie murderers versus vigilantes. I like that. Comedy fitness. Comedy everyone. fitness. Yeah, we went off track a little bit. I like that though. But, yeah. no, we're, but, but okay, so the Chitlin circuit—that's what we call right. it. Right. The, the 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 circuit that the black folks do, from what I hear. Um, oh right, comedy. We're talking yeah. about comedy. So I mean, right. there. I mean, not just there. I mean, outside of there. But dude, you have a na good name there. You're known. I mean, I you have know. a little rep there. I've made yeah, my history in that 
circuit. No, you really were a b-boy. You are a b-boy. Yeah, I was a break popper as a kid. New York City. Grew up in Manhattan, uh, right next to Rocksteady Park. What was your crew? Uh, Rock Boys, yeah. which was like junior Rocksteady. A guy in Rocksteady started it, nice. and but I wasn't in Rocksteady at all. And then, uh, but my best friend was Normski, one of my best friends uh-huh. growing up. He taught me how to pop. And actually, I really learned my first move was the summer before sixth grade. My parents sent me to an all-black summer camp. That's a whole other mistake. On purpose? Well, or no. was, is that accident. what happened? Did that happen? It was a YMCA camp that ended up being like, it was realistically, on stage I say it was 100% black, because mm-hmm. it wouldn't be funny if I said 90%. Mm-hmm. It's about 90% black. 95 almost. Let, let's keep it real. My why? whole bunk was black. Were they trying to do some kind of affirmative action program? or I don't know why. People got jumped at camp. There were gang. It was like a prison yard. Like outside, there were different crews at camp. I woke up to the sound of wolves one night. I look out the window. There was a dude getting jumped. And then my boy Ronnie, that taught me how to pop from the South Bronx. I'm like, what happened? He's like, remember that guy was fucking me earlier, bro? He had to get fucked up. I'm oh, like, good. this is a really great camp. <laughs> But anyway, it was great because I learned how to pop. Where was the camp in the Bronx? I mean, just, it was it upstate, was but everyone from oh. in the camp was from the Bronx. Oh, okay. So I come back to sixth grade. IS44, my friend Norm, I've known since first grade. All of a sudden, I find out like one of the best in New York City. Oh, okay. He was in Rocksteady Crew. He was in Flashdance, that dance scene, that mm-hmm. scene that made popping and breaking huge. Oh, okay. Mainstream. Yeah. He was a lead kid, the little kid that came out. And the guy with the umbrella of Mr. Freeze moved him around like a puppet. Anyway, he taught me more moves. And then I started a crew called the Rare Pair. My friend Peter, we were a rare pair because we were two Jewish kids popping. That's cool. And then uh, that was it. Then I got into ballet, and you know that's a whole other. Oh, story. ballet! The okay, wait, come on, we're sidebar ballet, dude. That's awesome. Did you wear that? You wear the whole thing. What do you mean, wore the whole thing? The whole thing, the thing. Yeah, tights. That's awesome. Jock strap. The whole. The wait, whole thing. they were you wear a jock strap when you did yeah, dance belt, bro. Dance belt. Keep your nuts from not jiggling around while you're jumping around. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Was it like I was like kind of tight nuts. They wouldn't probably jiggle much anyway. <laughs> was, it like a, was it like a G-string? Or like it just holds your nut? And like it's it's uh, like a thong. Yeah, you're basically wearing a G-string. Does it go up your ass? Totally up your ass. Oh, my God. Ever, what's it called again? A, uh, no, a dance belt. That's all, a dance belt? Yeah. Oh, my God. I, I learned shit. Of, I mean, yeah. I wore a cup in football, but I was out there uncomfortable. I didn't think you had to protect it. dance belt. Yeah, there's no yeah. cup because no one's... Yeah, no one's hitting the, your nuts yeah. violently, hopefully. Yeah, but. exactly. Yeah, I got kicked in my nuts really bad in high school, and I wish I did have a, a cup. Ballet yeah, no, this Puerto Rican kid named Ted threw a kick at someone. The guy moved and he kicked me right on my nuts. I was on the ground for like an hour. No, oh, dude, nut punches. I remember this girl Bridget was just standing over me. You okay? You can't breathe when you get kicked in the nuts. No, I'm just like, get out of here. Yeah. Get out of here. This is embarrassing. <laughs> Go away. I wanted to date you. Yeah, you I think ever since then my dick hasn't worked that great. But anyway, what else were you talking about? Comedy fitness. No comedy. <laughs> no, we were, we were no, we, we were talking about you going on the chitlin circuit, but then we tapered off into ballet, which are both very interesting. But now, the black circuit really is where you made your chops, right? That's where you got your thing. That's where you got, got your momentum That's where I started going. getting kind of, yeah, that's what, that's what broke the ice with the black circuit, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember my first recognition. I did Comic View in 99. Yeah. Never got recognized on the street before, and I'm on the bus, and these like four like 15, 16, you know, like black teenagers, they're staring me down like kind of hard on the bus, and I'm looking back at them. I know they're younger, but I'm still yeah. trying to look like tough. Don't rob me. And as I walk off the bus, I'm looking, he's looking at me, I'm like, I'm like, yo, what, man? <laughs> and he goes, yo, you're that comedian, right? I was like, yeah. He's like, I saw you on TV. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. And, then, and then, then it started. There was another time I was on the train with my brother. Uh-huh. There was a black dude on the train screaming, motherfucker, close the fucking door, son. Close it. I got to get the fuck out of here. Close the motherfucking door before I fuck somebody up. Staring everyone down on the train. Uh-huh. My brother and I like, we should go to the next car, bro. Yeah, this dude's bugging out. Motherfucker, who the fuck are you looking at? And then he just looks at me and just calms down. And he's like, yo, 
you're that comedian, right? And just sits down next to us. Remember that joke you did about acting like you're a cop on the train? <laughs> and my brother was dying. It was funny. See, but now that's the power of laughter. Yeah. I mean, do you I really just miss being a ghetto life? celebrity because now I haven't been on those black TV shows in a while, so uh-huh. I don't get recognized every time I go in a black neighborhood. <laughs> It was like a safety thing. No, I get it. I get it. it. It felt good. You're like I have a. You're like your street cred. Yeah. You got know, hey, I got my car. Yeah. I mean, yeah. If I went to a black neighborhood, I'd rather hang out with you because sometimes with in the day, right. yeah. In the day, I was saying when I was a kid, forget it. The backup I had for my friend in Rocksteady, whose brother was like a leader in Zulu Nation, which was like a really big gang. In oh yeah, Zulu Nation. Even I know. So like them. they used to protect the hell out of me. Oh. Like you had problems with me. Forget it. You're you're fucked up just because I could dance. Because I could dance, I basically had gang juice. You know. Yeah. And everyone knew it. They're like, you fuck with Jason, you got to fuck with them too. It was simple as, as simple as that. See, that's really cool. They were so hard in the neighborhood. I once got mugged and I said, yo, man, I just bullshit the dad. I was like, yo, don't I know you? He's like, you don't fucking know me. I said, aren't you friends with blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. He's like, yo, you know them? I said, yeah, yeah, we met. He's like, yo, he's like, I, I, was, I was just fucking fuck. with you. I, <laughs> I was kidding, man. And then I told two of my Jewish friends that yeah. story. Uh-huh. So it was about three years later, my friend calls me, bro, it worked. I said, what? He said, I was getting mugged. I was you. <laughs> These guys said, yo, you know, blah, 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 blah. Like, you know them? I'm like, yeah. Rock boys, all that stuff. Yeah, man, like, you know Bebop right, and good. Rocksteady? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So just turtle. knowing, saying you knew them. Yeah, saved your life. Yeah. I was kind of like, I, I, I had the token experience. But did you feel that way? Did you feel like a token? Did you feel... How, how, that, like, oh, in the comedy circuit? Yeah. I mean, when you were... You're Solid token. Huh? You're a token. Oh, I'm totally token. Oh, the black man will keep you down in the black circuit. Like, I'm not saying... No, let's talk about you're it. Not get, you're not going to get famous in that circuit. Yeah. Gary Owens? Yeah. He's the only one that seems to have broken that barrier in that circuit. Well, to me, in, in what? The pathway, Honest John... You know, I'm he's just no being Gary out, Owens. Being Honest John just is known. Yeah. He gets, but he's come on, man. No, Gary Owens is like he's got a Honest, reality show. And I'm talking totally about making in. it. I'm not talking about. It's true. He bought in though. His wife's black and everything. Make it where you yeah. could buy a house. Yeah. Oh no, make it. You, make make it. you, could, you know been, what I'm saying? <laughs> Gary Owens been ghetto fab for a long time. I don't think white people have any idea who he is. Yeah, but no, but they will soon. I think. I think he's about to. Maybe not. It doesn't matter. He broke the Hope barrier. So. Where I think he's... He broke the color barrel. I he, bet you he's in the millions. He's Jackie no, Robinson. He's kind of broken. You know what I mean? He's like Jackie Robinson for white comics yeah. going in the black circuit. Yeah. You're just not going to... They don't keep you down on purpose. It's just not... You oh, can, might be a little bit on purpose. You can blow up in a sense where you're known yeah. because there's not that many doing really well in that circuit. No. But then there's a... That's it. There's yeah. a peak. Yeah. There's, a, there's definitely a, a ceiling. And I think when at 2004 when I did the Apollo, Showtime at the Apollo with Monique... That's awesome, by the way. Which best day am I mentally? Yeah. Did nothing for my career mentally. It did everything for my career. Getting a standing ovation at the Apollo. It's a big deal, dude. When I was a kid, I wanted to pop and dance on the Apollo. And as an adult, you wanted to do the... Because that's like the epitome of the black circuit. You know what I mean? That's like... Yeah. That to me was my black belt in the black comedy circuit. Yeah. Getting that. Your black belt. I just always felt like I was missing... That was a missing piece doing the Apollo. But, yeah. it, but you could do the Apollo and they air it six minutes in front of millions of people. If you bomb, they'll still air it. Yeah, they'll still air it. The guy with the And you will ruin every. every due you paid, you know, over those 15 years or whatever. Maybe I performed in front of three, four hundred thousand people live over yeah. those years. All those people are erased with one set. People millions of people forget. see you bomb on people TV and they repeat it. We're one bad set or good set away always for greatness. You can have a thousand good ones. You have one bad one from the wrong people. You have, you have on one TV, ba- you're yeah. done. Oh, on TV, you're kind of... On the Apollo, they air it. Other TV yeah. shows, they won't air it. They'll yeah. add laugh tracks or they'll cut it out. 
BT they used to air it and they'll put like oh, yeah. people like falling asleep Crickets. in the audience on you crickets. Oh, yeah. sounds. I, in fact, I worked for the producer who did that as a production assistant. People with comics wanted to kill her. She had to quit. I'm not kidding. She had death threats and stuff. I believe it. it was her idea. And then remember, uh, VH1 took it and started doing the bubble stuff. Yeah, that was actually stolen from that idea. That was crazy. And then, but it, but people were like, "Come on, if you did a bad joke and they aired it, and then like, show, oh my god, people wanted to actually hurt yeah, if you her, bomb, it was, it's, it's 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 risky to do it. But you killed it. There. I remember, you know, I remember they showed my dance joke on BET, and you know when they edited the best of, yeah. So they would show me break dancing, and then they cut to another white comic dancing horrible on stage, and they put a big X in a cir- like a red circle and an X over that guy. They go back to me dancing. They show another white. So they hooked me up on BET oh, cool. because I had good sets. Yeah. If I would have bombed, that would have been done. Yeah. You know, um, so I'm backstage at the Apollo. Yeah, I had to go on after Fat Joe and the Terror Squad. Okay, they had two rap songs about I don't know killing killing white people. people. Yeah. yeah, then and three little eleven year old black girls doing uh, karate double dutch. Oh, okay, that sounds interesting. Yeah, so then I had to go on after that. Oh, mm. so I'm backstage. They're like, you got to go on in 15 minutes. I had like a nice Banana Republic pants and button down shirt. I never like to look hip hop on yeah. those shows. I want to look like as white as possible and surprise them mm-hmm. with my flavor or whatever you call it. <laughs> so, so I'm backstage. I took my shoes off and I had my bummy ripped sneakers on just to be comfortable. Yeah. I had to left them in this like a Nietzsche little plastic bag I had, mm-hmm. right? So they're like, all right, you're going on in 15 minutes. Get ready. I'm like, all right, let me go get my shoes. Five minutes, they said. Literally five minutes. I said, let me go get my shoes. I go up to the room. They're not there. Now I'm freaking out. I'm running around backstage. Anyone see my shoes? I need my shoes. They're like, no, we haven't seen them. Whatever. No one cares about me. I'm like, I need my shoes. I can't go on stage with these. Like ripped black Pumas. I wouldn't have even gotten into my jokes. They would have just snapped on my and started booing me because of my shoes. I'm like, I want to at least get to the jokes. Yeah, I'm right. running around freaking out, going up to people like, yo, what size shoes you wear? Can I borrow your shoes? Can someone loan me your shoes? Because you like, like nightmare, right? This is three months I knew I was going to be on the Apollo. I've been thinking about it all day, every day, and this is what happens to me before I go on. Finally, this lady comes up to me. She's like, what do you, what's your problem? I said, I can't find my shoes. She's like, were, were, were they in a bag or something? I said, yeah, they were in like a, a blue and Nietzsche bag. She's like, yeah. oh, I found that bag. I'm like, you found it? Where'd you find it? She's like, it was in your dressing room. I brought it downstairs. I'm like, you fucking brought my bag out of my dressing room? You stupid bitch. I didn't say that to her. Sort of help her. I yeah, thought it, and I thought it very clearly. <laughs> my English was very clear in the thought. Uh-huh. So then I get my shoes on, and right before I go on stage, and all my nerves were gone. I was like, now I just have to be funny. Yeah. And went on, you know. It's kind of maybe it was good that you had that kind of stress beforehand. No, because it, 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 it was good in your head. It was good. You had to worry about shoes for fifty minutes. It was like, good. It was do. so weird how relaxed I was right before I went on when I tied my shoes. Yeah, because you're like I, you, the the joy of getting your shoes overwhelmed the fact that because it was your anchor. Yeah, you, you needed that anchor, and then you went out there and destroyed. Yeah, I had a good and then set. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah, I had a really good. It was well, so a, now it was a fucking so, relief. So now that you're you know doing your thing, big time headliner. How do you how do you like uh, how do you like the ships? We met on ships. Yeah, we met, uh, we met doing uh, carnival ships. How do you like those? You know the ships. It's a good gig. It's a great gig. It's great. Consistent it's really money. It's the first it. time I felt like I ever had a job. Because comedy, you never know how much you're gonna make every no. month. It was always a hustle. Is this you know going. what you're gonna make, and then you might make a little extra. It's the best gig going in sports. It is. It's for comics. It's all about comedy. <coughs> Thank you for coughing off, Mike. Comedy fitness. Comedy fitness. <laughs> Talking about health. <laughs> Pass me another one. <clears throat> No, speaking about comedy fitness, let's take the transition. Comedy fitness, ladies and gentlemen, this is Don Gray, Barbara and my two passions, talking to Jason Andors. We're going to make a little segue right now into health and fitness. Now, Jason, 
You've been pretty healthy the whole time I've known you. You've been pretty healthy. You've always been pretty good about what you eat, what you put in your body. You don't party like I know a lot of comics do. You don't really drink. Haven't always used condoms, but I've, I've lucked out. I've been very analytical about it. I yeah. ask the girl a lot of questions before we go in. Yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit better about that than some of the other comics I know. But uh, yeah, you got to you got to strap. But up. I'm clean. No, no you're, you're, you're you're incredibly clean. Believe yeah. me, I'd yeah. have sex with you. Yeah. Um, but now, but you don't really drink. You don't do the other vices that I know a lot of comics do. You don't really smoke weed. You don't do coke. You don't do any of that stuff. No, you really very healthy lifestyle. No, which is how, which is why I'm I uh, have an irregular heartbeat. Right now, let's talk about that. <laughs> You did have a health scare. You were living healthy anyway. I still have a health scare. I might die during this podcast. Probably. I know CPR. I'm a You're almost hoping training. I will because you know how big this podcast would be if I huge. died right now? Huge. Especially in the black circuit. It would be huge. If I go out and tell all those Negroes that you just passed away. It would be Jason fuck, Andrew, Oh my God. It would be fucking huge. Next thing is Garrett. You're taking all the good white people. Fuck Trump. And you know what would be weird? Mm. If I died right now mm. and somehow you got me to sign some lease in this building. Somehow you told them because they already think you're my boyfriend because they think I'm gay they in this building now. They do think we're dating. So all of a sudden, you not only does this podcast blow up, but you—they think you're my boy, live-in boyfriend, and you get this apartment. You know what? That—that that, so couldn't happen. Actually, I put a big no on that, but I want it. I want this apartment. I, I can't. I can't live in New York though. I took a lot of trains and to get here, and it's scary. Yeah. Well, let's get I, back I to my to, regular heartbeat. Yeah, let's go to your regular heartbeat because, dude, I had myocarditis when I was six. I had strep throat. Um, my dad was probably doing a lot of coke back in the day, so he probably didn't notice. <laughs> That I was fucked up for a few days. But anyway, uh, the doctor didn't diagnose. He thought it was something else. And we waited the weekend. And then my dad noticed my heart was beating out of my chest. Brought in. He could physically see your, yeah. heart, your chest jumping. Carried me to the hospital. I was in there for two weeks. Um, they thought I was going to die. Ugh. And they fixed it. And supposedly everything was gone. And now later in life, I get an EKG a couple of years ago, two years ago. And my doctor's like, are you doing cocaine? I'm like, never did coke in my life. He's like, well, your heart rate is crazy. And they're like, well, and they sent me to a cardiologist. And they're like, well, you could take these meds. You know, I'm like, meds? He's like, yeah, beta blocks. And what's the side effects? He's like, well, this, that, maybe you'll become impotent. I'm like, Everything. no, I'm not taking it. I'd rather die. <laughs> He's like, come on, Jason. You should really just care about living. I'm, no. <laughs> no. Kill me. No, without my dick? Without no. Without my dick? Kill me. <laughs> what the fuck am I going to? I don't want to be a eunuch. I'm not going to live as a fucking eunuch. You know what I mean? You so I'm like, no, I'm not taking Lord it. Think of something else. Thrones. No. So then I went on the cruise and we're talking. He's like, well, you could get an ablation, which is a catheter up your thigh vein. They burn the cells off that area. So I got two ablations about six, seven months ago. Literally got the procedure. Yeah. And it went away and then came back, went away and came back. So it's still there. The heart rate last time I got tested was lower, low enough where it was at a safe level. But it fluctuates. And right now I feel symptoms the last couple of days. I'm going to be going again soon. Breathing's a little off, a little fluttering. Dizzy, nausea. So I have to go in because I'm not taking meds. So I might have to get a third procedure. So, but what does the doctor say about the... Meanwhile, my blood pressure is perfect. No heart disease. Stress test's great. But I have this fucked up problem because of a childhood. They think it's scar tissue causing it from that childhood myocarditis. A lot of childhood diseases can affect the heart like that. But now... So the moral of the story is take care of your health. It won't mean anything. Oh, and don't get sick. Yeah, yeah. Please, Comedy Fitness Podcast. Take care of your health. Doesn't mean yeah. shit. Thank you, yeah. Jason. Thank you for that public service announcement yeah, on the comedy. People that always fitness. use condoms and they have herpes. I mean, you know, nothing well, I don't makes think sense. Condoms help a lot for that no, 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 particular. no. Condoms do not. Condoms are like having a little umbrella in a hurricane. Something's still going to get wet and fucked up. I like that. Yeah, that's a very good yeah. analogy. Especially this is a storm, which is why we're not on a ship. But dude, okay, what changes did that make you make though? Because my thing is, okay, you're already living healthy, and then you get this scare. I mean, you can't eat more kale. You're already doing really well. Oh, what well. changes? Knowing that I have a bad heart now? Yeah. 
What health changes? What health changes? More sugar, less condoms. Next question. Okay, I'm gonna die right at right it out. Like, yeah. Fuck life. Like, yeah. Like YOLO, bitches. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. All right, but seriously, you didn't do any changes at all. Come on, you you already didn't eat healthy. I mean, you always been caffeine. Out. I quit caffeine. Okay. That's yeah. it. But now, I mean, how? But and I know it's scary. I've already quit meat three years ago. I quit most meat. meat. I ate seafood. I don't even eat red meat or any of that. Basically, pescatarian. Regular heartbeat. Yep. You stay hydrated. All how you? It's from a childhood problem. It's like what's your workout? What's your workout routine? Well, I have a million injuries because I used to dance. Tons of injuries from the gym as a kid. So now I'm doing physical therapy on my shoulder. Um, I can't lift heavy weights. I'll never get diesel again, and I want to really bad. Any cardio? You look good. I do about forty minutes of cardio. No, okay. On the elliptical. Yeah, just tons of injuries, you know. Well, you're you're basically an ex-professional athlete, man. You you know, b-boy to ballet and b-boy too. That's a lot of that's. I mean, you, I don't care whether you're you know on the ground doing the spinning stuff or popping and locking. That's a lot of stress on your body. I see some of these. Kids, yeah, 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 yeah. It's just it's you know all that. I got stabbed too, um, six times by a screwdriver when I was twenty-two. And uh, six times. Yeah. Someone just did the did the prison the screwdriver. Yeah, because when I was young, I used to get mugged a lot, and muggers had proper Upper West Side etiquette. They knew when they come to the Upper West Side to mug you, they say, give me your bike or I'll stab you. So you're like, um, here's a bike. Right? Yes. You have a chance to think and make a choice. <laughs> this time I'm riding my bike and I just feel, ow, in my back. Fall off the bike. They're coming at me in my arms. I'm like, don't I get an oar here? Aren't there fucking options, asshole? Oh, my God. Don't you know the proper Upper West Side mugging etiquette? This is so horrific. And I got away on my bike. I ended up hitting a dude with a bottle in his face. Right? Because there's a bottle on the street. Yeah. Broke it. Blood everywhere. Yeah. Every time I saw a black guy in the audience yeah. and the black shows with oh. a scar on his face, I always thought this is him. Oh, God. Rode my bike off. Oh. Got, got stitched up. Rode the bike off. Right? Uh-huh. So they didn't even get the bike. If they would have asked me, you know, give yeah. me the bike or I'll you stab you, they would have had a bike and not a bloody face. How nice was your bike? It's a fine. It was a track bike. It was a nice, nice they, oh. $1,500 track bike. I guess bike. you could sell it for a lot of crack. It was the 80s. Yeah. As long as you get one crack each. Crackheads only go for the one crack. They uh, never invest. Do you ever notice that? Yeah. If a crackhead... No long term. You know how much money they have in their pocket? Like if a crackhead asks you, yo, you got uh, $4.41, you know they have 59 cents on them. Yes. Because they just want that even $5. Before I get they never invest in the crack? next crack. No. That's for seven fifty. Have some money towards the next one. No, crack is a short term game. I don't think people are doing a lot. Heroin addicts invest. A little weed bit. Weed addicts invest. Crackheads want five dollars. Period. Yeah, weed addicts are really. Weed addicts are really. It's really important when they're going to get high again. Crack addicts want to get high now. Weed addicts are always like, dude, I'm really going to want to get high. Weed addicts yeah, think weed. about the future. That's yeah, what's good about weed. Better. It's healthy. We we plan ahead. It helps you plan. The weed plan. Crack is you live in the moment. A lot of people say it's good to live in the moment. Yeah. Yeah, but... Because if you think about the future or the past, that can make you depressed. It's good to live in the moment. Maybe not so really, crack on crack. Now that I think about it, crack heads kind of have a Buddhist mentality. Spontaneous, live in the moment. What is is is. You know, don't yeah. think too much about the... Mm, Stay kind of neutral in the middle. That might be a hard sell to the Dalai Lama. That crack is better for his people and the religion. Oh, the point or the crack? Either way. I think. What know, do you think would be easier to sell the Dalai Lama, crack or the point that crack is kind of like Buddhism? Well, I don't think he judges, so I think on the crack he'd say. Mm. You ever see the fucking Dalai Lama? He's always fucking laughing, and he looks like he's he looks like a he looks like a fat drug dealer in Miami. I think he looks like a nice Asian non-racist man. 
I think he does. Well, but he, fat, but, but, he, but he, you think he's more of a Cuban? Fat, those no, those fat like Cuban he's laughing, fat. murdering drug dealers in Miami. When you catch a picture of them while they're laughing, they look friendly in a photograph. Yes, they do look friendly. So that's they what do I look mean. Friendly. That's what I mean. They look like the photograph version of an evil, fat, murdering Cuban drug dealer, but not the live. <laughs> I want to see. I want to see all this. I want to see the skit with like just like Chow Yun Fat playing the bulletproof monk, and then like the Dalai Lama comes in, and everybody kicks ass. And I don't know how we got from not wearing condoms to herpes to crack. They all go together. Those three are together. Got, oh, you got stabbed eight hundred times. I can't believe you got stabbed. I can't believe you're not racist from all the bad stuff that black people neither, have done. Neither to you. can I. <laughs> I'll be honest. Neither can oh, I. Oh God, I grew. I, Neither can I. I shouldn't be doing a podcast with a black guy right I now. I grew up in the. I was a token who grew up in the Jewish neighborhood. You're the to, you're the token Jewish kid who grew up in a black neighborhood. We so. No, I, I grew up in a mixed neighborhood. Upper West oh, Side was mixed. Well, the mixed. Summer yeah. camp upper, was upper all West. Black. Oh, the summer camp. Summer was camp was all black. But then you went and sought out the Negroes. Then you found them for hip hop. For you know, they just were there because they were the public there? schools were mixed. It's oh, like thirty well, percent yeah, this, thirty percent that, thirty percent, ten percent other. But the um, LA's pretty segregated. I was all alone for a long time until busing. Yeah, so I just happened to be friends. My boy Norman, we were friends in first grade. Norm! And then uh, that's it. And he taught me. But a lot of my good friends growing up were white. Yeah, still, huh? And I'm still friends with them. That's the thing about New York kids. I still have some of my best friends, four or five, since first, second grade. Or white. Well, four. One's a, like a, a biologist, mm. like a, you know, a doctor. I love of how you, as a relatively Caucasian, two are lawyers. Man. Yeah, well, there's <laughs> one's a graphic designer. Oh, they're incredibly white. Art director. Successful. Yeah, and one is a uh, Norman. You know, Norman. What does yeah. Norman do now? He's a teacher. Oh, that's awesome. He's a dean, like at, at uh, high school, and he was a, you know, he was a, you know, a thug kid, and he was a famous. He was famous. He was a celebrity. Uh, uh, popping. Normski, Rocksteady crew. I mean, very few white guys. Probably some stuff on YouTube with him, but he was dance for Reagan, everything. How what, they have white friends? No, no, I have white friends. I'm, I'm, you're the first white person I've met that. No, 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 I have white friends. Oh yeah, yeah, that's no, I've never heard anybody. So no, 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 I have I'm, white friends. No, I'm so black no. that I'm bragging no, no, about open. having white friends. Yeah, dude, that is that is pretty. That's open. Yeah, it's open-minded. So. But I've always had a Latina fetish. I've always loved Latina. Okay, Comedy Fitness Podcast. Uh, talking to Jason Andors. Uh, <coughs> comedy comedy Fitness. Health and Fitness. The Heart Scare. Getting back. Oh, I'm going to cough a little bit. It's, we're, we're, pretty, we're pretty rogue nation here on my Comedy Fitness Podcast. But now, let's do a brief excerpt on uh, your love of the Latina booty. Ever since third, gr- third grade. This girl Marisol. She had an adult ass in third grade. Yeah, I've seen that before. It's scary. When yeah. you, when well, I saw a picture of her recently. Like a midget. It was more like an eleventh grade ass. Oh, but in third whoa. grade, it seemed like adult. Yeah, but I just I don't know. But I didn't date him as much till I got older. Like confidence, mid, right? Late twenties, thirties. Yeah, because when you're a kid, you're kind of hanging out. Realistically, I dated more white girls as a kid. Yeah, but they're just Latinas. Very minded of you as a white person to date more. Yeah, they just right. do it for me. Yeah. Latinas. Yeah. Like you've heard my joke. I have a Latina fetish. Yeah. I've seen every Latina porn on the internet. There's not one I haven't seen. First time we ever hung out Tried in New York. Try to do the next best thing. What? I watch Indian porn, turn the volume <laughs> off, and play Spanish music. Anyways, what were you saying? <laughs> first of all, you really do that. It's hilarious. But now, the first time I ever hung out with you in New York, right? This is how you get the major street cut from me. Right? We, we, we were hanging out in New York. This girl that I would build in a lab, I would make a woman who looked just like this. Hair, body, booty, everything. And walks up, Jason! You guys start hugging and stuff. And then I'm like, who the fuck is that? And you're like, oh, this chick I used to... Oh, the used, Colombian one used to I used date. to date. And I'm like, oh, I would have married her several times. Because I do that. I get married a lot. Right. I'm totally into getting married. Right. Dude, I would have married her on the spot. She was absolutely 
freaking gorgeous. And yeah. you're like, yeah, whatever, dude. And I'm like, oh, oh, I should be friends with Jason. She no, was, me and Jason she was, hang she was hot, though. That impressed me a big time. She was a lot harder before you saw her. You though. said that, and I'm like, any hotter, and I wouldn't be able to talk to her. I still just waved in a corner. <laughs> before I started dating her, when she was at a, Oh, my God. Anyway. Mm-mm. But now the fetish, but... Uh, no Asians? No. No Asians too. Oh, but, yeah, yeah, like those yeah. two. Oh, but, okay. um, <laughs> no, no, but, no, but not whites, but black, only because of the cruise. Latina. I've become more attracted to them on the cruise because no, there's no Latinas on the cruise. Not I was dating many. for someone for a while anyway, so I was, you know, being yeah. loyal on the cruise. Oh, it's nice of you. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so I um the tan Asians, like Thai or Filipino. Filipina. Yeah. I like the tan Asians too. I like the I like the I like the I like the brown Asians too. Yeah, yeah. You know, well, you know, I like the brown Asians too. I, I, I'm open minded. I pretty much if you lined up all the girls I dated, it, it kind of looks like a United Nations convention. Yeah, they, you know. Asians make great mixers. Oh, you yeah. mix them with another race, they make beautiful kids. Alone, eh? But mixed. Well, my ex-wife is is a Irish white Canadian, and we made a Filipino kid. This kid looks pretty Filipino. Yeah, I mean, your they, kid's they Filipino. Well, I don't think she cheated on me with a Filipino guy. Maybe I'm okay with that. I'll still raise it. No, but he looks Filipino with a little. Black. We'll see how he does math, or if he can box. We'll right. See what that, if he can, right. One of those better than me. Then we'll see if he might be. But don't now, put him. Don't put him in boxing. No, nah, he's, nah, he's got to do, do a little. That's the only legacy I have. My only family legacy. My, my pop was a boxer. I kicked box because got hit something. I know. I don't want to be hitting the head. But Actually, it's put all him I got. something. Yeah, it's yeah, all yeah, I got. It's all I got something. to get. Yeah. But I don't want to be a comic. Oh, okay, yeah, I, yeah. I wish. I wish my my yeah. parents put me in fighting young. Oh, they did judo, and I lost a tournament. Dude, it's 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 all bad. Like I always tell people, like I. Comedy Fitness, Don Gray. I am a kickboxing instructor. Love and stuff. But I got to be honest. Don't get hit in the head. As I'm telling all the young kids out there, practice on bags. Don't spar. Don't get hit in the head. I love football too. But I, I'm, I'm four and a half, maybe five concussions in. And, and don't but get But you're not going to learn how to box if you don't spar to the face. There's people that hit the bag amazing, do all the training, and they suck in the ring. You gotta yeah, spar to okay, get good. To me, to me, it's about training for fitness, right? And then on, on then there's a little self defense. Where in real life, dude, after all the training, I've been in four real fights in my whole life. I have never not kicked a guy in the nuts and him in the head. I'm never. Here's every, what, every here's, time. Here's what you, if you really don't want to get hit time. in the head, you should do boxing. Spar to the body a lot. Do a lot of pad work. And really train. Yeah, but the art and, of fighting and art. really learn how to do jujitsu. So if you know how to do jujitsu and at least throw a punch hey, and all that, hey, go to the ground. But I yeah. know, but if you really want to know how to fight, true self defense, yeah. Hard, and you don't want to get hit in the head. Don't want no jujitsu and boxing training. Listen, I would agree. That's why to me, kickboxing was always very practical to me because again, kick them in the nuts, hit them in the head, and run. I mean, that's been my plan every time, and it's been like twenty years since my last fight. Right. Hope to God watch now this weekend on a ship, of course. Right. What if you fight a girl? Uh, well, my first wife stabbed me. Wasn't really a fight. I just got assaulted. Not as bad as yours, though. You got shanked six times. I got barely nicked by a Klingon blade. Right. You know, right. she just grabbed some memorabilia. But no, with women, I just you know, I, I'm old fashioned. I just you know, give up and crawl into a ball, and I'm okay getting abused. But that's because we're American men. Quick story. I was in the Bahamas once, and now listen. Um, the I love being in America. We I love our laws. By the way, I'm really hungry. Comedy fitness. Oh yeah, real hungry. We're Comedy about to wrap fitness. it up. Comedy but fitness. I was in the Bahamas once, and this dude goes to me, "Hey man, are you from the states?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "Is it true that in the states it's illegal to beat your wife?" <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, bro, that's on the books. It's totally illegal to beat your wife." And he's talking to his friends. He's like, "See, man, I told you, you can't do shit in the United States." And I'm like, "That's keeping you from immigrating." 
Yeah. Are, are laws against domestic violence? That's Holy. hilarious. Holy shit. But true conversations, because I've met some guys from other places. They're allowed to do some really crazy shit. I told you about the loser Jamaican drug dealer last trip, right? No, oh, what happened? He came up to me, and he's like, uh, excuse me for the horrible Jamaican accent before I even start this. Oh, he's please. like, hey, man. Hey, man, I got the best weed in Jamaica, man. Do you want some of my weed, man? I got the best. Ask anyone around. I'm the man, man. I'm the man to buy from. Everybody knows me, man. You want some weed, man? I'm like, sorry, sir, but I don't smoke. He's like, well, can you at least buy me a soda, man? I'm broke. Can you at least <laughs> buy me a soda? I'm like, what a fucking loser drug dealer, In man. one sentence, we're from the biggest dealer on the island <laughs> to needing a Fanta. Yeah. Okay. True story. <laughs> Oh my God! Coming for this podcast, we're wrapping up here with Jason Andors. Jason, what do you want to plug the your website? Yeah, just Jason Andors. J A S O N A N is in Nancy, D is in dog, O R is in Robert, S is in Sam. So that's and or S. That's how you would spell the last name. But Jason Andors is a website dot com. JasonAndors.com. Jason Andors together at Jason Andors, Instagram, Facebook. You'll find me anywhere with that Snapchat, name. Snapchat, all that stuff. Yeah. And uh, I'm also starting a new podcast. Yes. Uh, we're going to air it soon with my buddy, Justin Bua, B-U-A. He's a famous artist. Um, it's called As New York As It Gets. Nice. That should be out in the next month. Look for it. No, please do. Jason Andors, New York as it gets to do podcast. Check out his website, jasonandors.com. This has been Comedy Fitness. I've been Don Gray. And as always, remember, guys, laugh your ass off. Thank you so much, Jason. Thank you, man. Peace. Thank you. Let's go get the pizza. Oh, wow.